I ended up taking a Snapchat selfie <laughs> and I wrote, I miss you. I miss you. And it was a picture of her with a drink. And I sent it to everyone in my Snapchat. I thought that was just to me. Later, I find out she sent that to like all of her friends on Snapchat. <laughs> Welcome to Equal Parts, a series of true love stories told by the couples themselves. This week's pair found an icebreaker and a connection maker in football and fantasy football, where the weekly tactics and rankings offered a convenient excuse to stay on each other's minds, week after week after week. My name's Janelle. I'm from Buffalo, New York in America. I'm JJ. I'm originally from Wallingford, Connecticut, and now live in Buffalo, New York. I'm a physical therapist or a physio, as it's known in the UK. Janelle and I moved here towards the middle of last year. My husband is JJ. We met eight years ago and we've been together seven, seven years. years. Janelle, she is just one of the smartest, most dedicated person I know. He is just the nicest, most kind person that I've ever met. She's there for whatever, you know, is going on in my life. You know, she, she's always there to listen, there to help out, offer advice. And he's just, he has this like corny funniness. <laughs> His overwhelming qualities is that he's just honest, genuine, just so kind. And he's just a really great person. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I basically, since I was, you know, younger and in high school, I had kind of always had a boyfriend and then was in graduate school for physical therapy and had a breakup and was kind of like, I'm not going to date anyone for a while. And I signed up to train for a marathon. <laughs> so I was doing all these things just for myself. I think I was single for about two years. And then it was that tail end of being single that I signed up to, you know, train and do all this running. People kept trying to introduce me to other people and, you know, come date my friend and whatever. And if it fit into like my training schedule and my school, because for graduate school, it was pretty rigorous. And I also had a few side jobs just to be making ends meet. So I was, I think I would say I was at a point in my life where I was feeling pretty independent and strong. When we first met, I wasn't really in the market per se, like I wasn't looking for a girlfriend. Or I wasn't sure if I really wanted to get into a relationship at the time. I would say I was kind of maybe more on the immature side. just wanted to hang out with the boys, have some drinks, go out. <laughs> I was in grad school at the time. So I really wasn't thinking of the next step in regards to relationship. So I had my clinical place at a hospital very close by. It was in Philadelphia. There were two other students there and their names were Matt and Mike. And it was this weird thing where we all just felt like we were, we like knew each other forever. And we were just really like-minded people that just got along right away. Matt was married. Mike had a girlfriend and they were both strangely, because I feel like guys are not usually like this, but they were both obsessed with like finding somebody for me <laughs> because I guess they have all these cool friends or whatever that they thought would be good for me. So basically, Matt especially was like, I have this friend, I have this friend, I have this friend. And so I was 
meeting them here and there and kind of like, nah, whatever. And then we ended up, one of, I think, the doctors at that hospital retired and there was this big party at the end of the summer. And they had, you know, their significant others. I think Matt and his wife left. So I was just third wheeling with Mike and his girlfriend. And it just got to the point that I was like, don't you have any friends that like would be good for me? Because like Matt was like, you know, on this mission, but Mike never really brought anyone forward, I guess. And then he was like, you know, I've been thinking all summer, I have the perfect friend for you, but he lives in Connecticut. I was like, well, what do you mean? The perfect (laughs) friend for me. And he just went on about how he loves soccer. You know, he's in grad school. He knew she loved soccer and he knows I love soccer. A few other qualities. And I was like, okay, he's four hours away. So let me know if he's around ever. Might try to hook you guys up. That was the first I heard of him. And Mike actually, I think, pulled JJ up on my phone, like on Facebook and, and added him as a friend for me. So I can, you know, I can only see a few things. So I'm just looking through and I'm like, eh, I don't know. You know, he kind of looked, my first impression was that he kind of looked like a little kid. Like he was just wearing these really baggy clothes in his like profile picture, which I I don't know if it was like a theme party or something strange that he was doing, but I was just like, I don't know. And so I think a week went on and I never got an accepted friend request. (laughs) So I was like, Mike, what's up with this? (laughs) Your friend doesn't want to be my friend. I think within a minute he had texted him and it was accepted. (laughs) Then we were just Facebook friends, but we weren't talking or anything. When he mentioned, you know, hey, you guys should meet, we planned a trip down there. Me and a few few other of our friends, we drove down to Philly. Mike texts me and said, a bunch of my friends are coming up this weekend if you want to come over Friday. And I was like, sure, I'm not doing anything, but I'm going to run six miles first. So I might be kind of late. We didn't really kick it off right at first. When Janelle came to his apartment, we were all just playing beer pong and Janelle comes in and she's like, oh, who's that? That cute girl that just walked in. And Mike's like, hey, that's Janelle. I was like, oh, nice. I got there very late. They were all already kind of half drunk and doing all kinds of crazy things, playing all different variations of beer pong and basically just about ready to get going to the bar. And I didn't know any of them except Mike and his girlfriend who I had just met. So I was meeting basically like five or six new people that I didn't know. The first thing I saw was she had her haircut, like, like shoulder length. And I remember I like, I love, I love that. And uh, I saw, I was like, oh, like, that's so, it's so beautiful. I want to go talk to her. But of course I was being a little uh, wuss about it. I think I was playing my buddy, another Mike. There's a lot of Mike's. He was uh, my beer pong partner. I was like, hey, Mike, I think that's Janelle. <laughs> and uh, I think she was wearing a long sweater type thing. Yeah, that, that was kind of the first impression there. And it must have been awkward for Janelle because she walks into this apartment with like four or five guys just being annoying, playing beer pong and like, oh, which one's JJ? <laughs> so I'm definitely the kind of person that is not the life of the party. I would not come in and, you know suddenly be having the time of my life, I would usually be looking around kind of like, I don't know who to talk to. I would almost never go to something like that by myself. But like I said, I was feeling like this newly independent 
and I had not, no other plans other than running. So I walked in and they actually had this beer pong table set up basically right in front of the door. So I like went in the door and almost hit them all. They were playing right there. And then I can tell they were all like a little crazy, but they actually all stopped for a second, went around the room and introduced themselves. So I knew which one was JJ. I remember it took me a little bit to actually go say hi. (laughs) We went to the first bar and JJ didn't talk to me at all. (laughs) And we ended up walking to a different bar. And when we got to the bar, there was a huge projector screen and there was a soccer game on TV. And I don't remember the game. I don't think it was any important specific game. But the fact that there was a game on was very significant because immediately me and JJ were like, there's soccer on TV. I just remember talking to her and I thought she was like cutest little thing. And it was, it was great. Eventually, at the end of the night, just all went our separate ways. And I remember thinking maybe he's not that interested or who knows, but he lives far away. So we'll see. We hung out that weekend a little bit, just had some good conversations. And then it actually took my next visit down to Philly for things to really kick off. I think there was a few, probably a few months in between. And we went a little bit of time when we had left the first time of not really talking. But I was in grad school, so I was still in classes and Janelle was getting her doctors of physical therapy. So she was still in school doing her clinical. While I was in my classes, I would be writing to her on, I had a chat on my Mac. I remember one one time I wrote a- uh, The famous, Hey, do you want to join? You want to join my fantasy premier league? My fantasy premier league. I, I was super romantic. <laughs> I think it kind of caught her off guard, but I don't even know, to today, I don't even know if she really knew what I was talking about at the time, but she was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to play fantasy Premier League. That sounds fantastic. That's like, I've never played that, but it sounds like so much fun because I was the crazy person who always got up and watched by myself at, you know, here at seven in the morning. All my roommates didn't crawl out of bed till 11 or 12. And I had already watched, you know, three or four matches by then. (laughs) And so in my mind, I was like, yeah, like, I already know, like, which players are good on all these different teams because I just love watching soccer in general. So I think I would be really good at that. (laughs) I wasn't as good as I thought I would be, but it was fun (laughs) nonetheless. But it was good. It was a nice little way to stay in touch. It definitely felt like, you know, friends at first and then, but it also felt like if there were the right circumstances that it could be more, it just didn't. It it felt very unknown about how that was even a possibility. Even though it didn't really kick off that first time, you still had that feeling that it could have been something a little more than friends there. So I didn't view it as just like, hey, let's just stay in touch as friends. It was more so I can see our time coming. I just don't know how to approach it. Or she was from Buffalo. So like to me, that was like countries away. Like That was just so far from Connecticut at the time. And I'm like, I can't really see it working out, but I'm willing to, you know, stay in touch and potentially let's give this a shot. So I, I think every time we did speak a, a little bit here and there, kind of wasn't just like I was talking to a friend. It had, you kind of got the little little butterflies there. And I think that fantasy Premier League was just solidifying something that we would have a, a common interest in for 
the Premier League season is so long. So we would be talking every week. <laughs> November came and I ran my marathon. And then I was ready to go out and party with my roommates. <laughs> so Snapchat was kind of new at the time. And that was back when you would just take a random Snapchat of something and you would send it to every single person that you were friends with. I was actually at my buddy's house. He was having a little uh, get together. It was pretty much the same group of guys that was down in Philly. <laughs> so I just remember being like, oh, guys, she sent me a Snapchat. I don't know if JJ was on my mind a lot, but I ended up taking a Snapchat selfie <laughs> and I wrote, I miss you. I miss you. And it was a picture of her with a drink. And I sent it to everyone in my Snapchat. I thought that was just to me. I think every single person that received it thought it was meant for them only. But I do, I do remember thinking like I wanted to send it to JJ. I just felt weird only sending it to JJ. So I just sent it to everyone. So I was all pumped. I'm like, yeah. I was like, no, I'll meet that. miss you too. And uh, later I find out she sent that to like all of her friends on Snapchat. But <laughs> I felt special that day. <laughs> I remember thinking for New Year's, that would be a cool way to just like run into each other. But I was like, I don't know how that could just like happen. I mean, I can't just like make him go somewhere. And I'm certainly not going to just go to a random bar in Connecticut and just hope he goes there. So me and my sister decided we were going to go to New York City for New Year's. And I figured that's kind of close to Connecticut. So maybe if I mentioned it, JJ would just be like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to all go there too or something. But that did not happen. <laughs> when I woke up that next morning, I said to myself, I'm just going to ask him if we're ever going to see each other because at this point, there's not really a point in talking anymore <laughs> if we're just randomly chatting and that's it. So yeah, I just texted him and said, so when do I get to see you again? And he wrote back and said, yeah, I've been wondering the same thing. And I was like, so why didn't you ask me that then? <laughs> why did I have to ask you that? Yeah, he rounded up all his buddies and they all came back to Philly the next weekend. And I just remember it was still, it wasn't awkward by any means, but it was uh, just a lot of conversation, getting to really know each other. And uh, she seemed to really bond with everyone else too. So that was, uh, that was great. I think we definitely spoke a lot about just our passions. We spoke a lot about soccer, travel. She had been to a bunch of different places. She studied abroad in Australia. It was just all these places that I, I truly envied. Like, I'm, I want to go there. So it was uh, really just took the time and really got to know each other, which I think was awesome. We connected on so many different levels and partly what we wanted out of life, but also just what we like to do for fun. And then I just remember literally waiting to like the very, very, very last minute to make a move and, and kiss her. <laughs> so uh, I think she was probably wondering the whole time, what is this guy's issue? He finally kissed me. <laughs> because I think he felt, you know, his back was against the wall and he couldn't delay it any further. <laughs> If we were going to have a chance at anything. And so, yeah, he finally kissed me. And I was like, okay, I think this is happening now. We talk about it quite often. It, it's all a big joke now, but it was just, this is funny because you hear so, so many things where it's like, oh, love at first sight and all that. And 
absolutely that happens. But it was just it took us a little longer to to get going. And I think that time period though of the few months it was just really allowed us to get to know each other because once we did finally kick it off, things just moved super quick. It's interesting. We actually both graduated on the same day from our graduate programs. So we were both in this stage where we didn't know necessarily where we were going to be working or what life was bringing next. And I think we both kind of influenced each other's decisions to ultimately move to Boston in Massachusetts. And so it was nice because we sort of moved to this new place. We were both new there. It was a nice thing that we just tackled together and then we could finally sort of not be doing long distance and actually hang out regularly. Once we finally decided to move to Boston, it was like, oh, we're like, we're finally going to be in the same spot. We don't have to travel four or five, six hours just to see each other anymore. <laughs> that was, that was actually great. When, when we first moved there, Janelle was in an apartment already. She got there before I did. And I actually found an apartment about a half mile down the road. But uh, quickly, I ended up living with them pretty much. Yeah, that was, that was, that was the start of it. We probably would not have met if it wasn't for soccer, because that's kind of what really linked us together there. But from the day we met to today, seven or eight years later, that's such a significant and and massive bond in our lives that we both just connect to on a daily basis. We probably would not have met if it wasn't for soccer, our love for soccer. Equal Parts is produced by me, Maria Passingham. Thanks so much, JJ and Janelle, for sharing your story and best of luck with the Fantasy League. Before COVID, JJ and Janelle travelled a lot, often for football. If you want to keep up with them to see where they go in the future, you can follow them on Instagram at Extra Time Abroad. The music for Equal Parts comes from Audio Network and this week's artwork is a gorgeous watercolour by Neve Lahane. You can see all of the illustrations for Equal Parts on the website. It's equalpartspodcast.co.uk and click through to see more of Neve's work. Next week, the final episode of season two, Dancing with a Stranger Until the Sun Comes Up. And then, what next? Oh my God, there goes my dream man. Not only is this man like tall and beautiful and off me and he's dancing, but he's also German. I was like, this can't be real. This can't be happening. We were just like, chatting and more dancing and looking at each other. Because we'd met quite late in the night by this time, like the sun was coming up. So we went down onto the rocks and we were like dancing and watching the sunrise over the ocean. The music stopped and we're like, oh, okay, this is now over. Like, yeah, I would love to hang out with you, but I can't be like, so I didn't want to look like too greedy to like, yeah, 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 I love you. <laughs>